0: Well, Dear family, we're continuing in Psalm 25, if you want to turn to that. This is verses 8 and 9 we'll be looking at, but I'd like to read again verses 1 through 9. Psalm 25, verses 1 through 9, a psalm of David. It begins, to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul, O my God, I trust in you, let me not be ashamed, let not my enemies triumph over me. Indeed, let no one who waits on you be ashamed. Let those be ashamed who deal treacherously without cause. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait all the day. Remember, O Lord, your tender mercies and your loving kindnesses, for they are from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth nor my transgressions. According to your mercy, remember me for your goodness' sake, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord, therefore he teaches sinners in the way. The humble he guides in justice, and the humble he teaches his way. Lord, as we come to your table, may we have teachable hearts, and may we delight in you and, and rejoice in your word. Open our eyes and our ears that we might rejoice in your word now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, David had just prayed in verse seven Uh, that the Lord, for his goodness' sake, he said, would remember him, that is David, remember him according to his mercy, God's wonderful mercy. Remember me in that way. And David had seen the mercy of the Lord many times in his life. He saw God's mercy, which was from of old, he said, not only in his life, but in the life of, of the saints and life of the people of God. And he continues in verse eight, declaring that the Lord is good and upright. Our Lord is good, people. Psalm 34.8 says that we should taste and see that the Lord is good. In other words, not just know that he's good, taste and see that he's good. Experience his goodness and praise him for it. We should act in faith on who he is, trusting in his goodness, always. Psalm 27.13, David said uh, that he would have lost heart in all these trials that he went through, unless he had believed that he would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And he did see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, and he did not lose heart. Doubting God's goodness and doubting God's sovereignty saps us of joy and thankfulness, and therefore weakens us. It makes makes it harder for us to follow in his way, which is what David was crying out for. Wisdom in walking in his way. And because of his goodness and his righteousness, David acknowledges here that the Lord teaches sinners his way. Praise God. He draws sinners to himself. In other words, he gives us grace to repent and then to turn to him in faith. And then he starts us on the, the right path, on his path. And he gives his spirit that we, they, will seek the way of the Lord, his people. They will seek his truth, in other words. And he continues to teach us, his children, sinners, as our loving Heavenly Father, because of his mercy. And David had asked the Lord earlier in verses four and five, show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For, or because, you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait all the day. He's asking these three Questions to the right person, the God of his salvation. Show me your ways, teach me your paths, lead me in your truth. The Lord shows us his way in his word and he opens our eyes and he opens our hearts to seek him and his way by the filling of his Holy Spirit. And so then we can and we will more and more cry out like this, show me your ways, teach me your paths, lead me in your truth. So show me, teach me, lead me. And that should be more and more the cry of the heart of those regenerated by the Spirit. In other words, something like this. Lord, I want to walk with you. I want to go the way you want me to go. This is what the disciples of the Lord more often say in, in following their master. Show me, teach me, lead me. In your way. This is the cry of those who rejoice in being yoked with Jesus. Who learn from him the way to go because they're yoked with him, joyfully yoked with him, without straining against the yoke, without pushing against it. Jesus is going this way and it doesn't work to go this way. They are with him, in other words. They are following him, with him, uh, because he is good. They know he is good and his yoke is easy and is kind. Matthew 11:28 through 30. He is our example as one who is gentle and lowly of heart. He is humble. He is our example of humility. And that is how he leads us. And it's what he desires for us to become. Humble, teachable servants following him, not pulling against the yoke. The Lord teaches sinners in his way, praise God, because he is a God of grace and he loves his own and he saves them. And one of the characteristics of a person yoked with Jesus, a faithful disciple, is that they are humble. It is their, I believe, prime characteristic along with love and it is a necessary and growing characteristic of those who want to walk in the way of the Lord. He leads the humble into what is right, it says. The humble he guides in justice, verse nine, and the humble he teaches his way. It's very clear who he teaches and who will follow. Matthew Henry said the meek will he guide, the meek will he teach, that is those that are humble and low in their own eyes. They are distrustful of themselves, desirous to be taught and honestly resolved to follow the divine guidance. So when they receive that teaching which they have prayed for and believe, they are committed to following that divine guidance. But the person who chafes at the yoke, who is more often thinking or acting as if they know the way by themselves in other words, who are not walking in humility, they will not readily understand and follow the way of justice, which the Lord desires for us to follow, the right way, his path. The Lord guides the humble lovingly and firmly in the way of righteousness. As a father, he teaches the humble his way, he says. So, dear family, may we come to the table of the Lord now with hearts that cry out in humility, of course, and in praise, show me your ways, Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth. Because I know, Lord, you are good. I have experienced it in the land of the living. We have many reasons to give praise for the God of goodness. And may we rejoice that in his goodness and in his grace, he has given his life and his spirit to us to lead us in his perfect way and his blessed way. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, what a blessing to know your goodness as we walk with you in the land of the living and to have a loving and humble master to be yoked with, that we can be yoked with you, the one who loves us, the one who died for us, that we might grow in humility and thus be able to be guided by you on your righteous path, the only good and the only right way. Lord, may we come to commune with you now with thankful hearts, teachable hearts and find again your goodness and grace, which we need to walk your path. And Lord, as we come now in obedience and faith, we ask for your sustaining grace in the name of Jesus, our shepherd. Amen.